they may not talk like you talk. But how many of you know that they gotta be taught? Cause I had to be taught. I didn't come in always looking like this. I came out and know how to talk. I didn't know how to act, but I had to get a shepherd. Somebody who cared enough about me to teach me and show me my wrong. And teach me the word of God so I could get cleaned up because I was lost. You're now in tune to the Heaven Bound broadcast with Pastor Richard D. Dobbs of Overcomers Christian Center in Billerica, Georgia. Now prepare to be empowered and equipped with the rich word of God. I don't mind, huh? I'm gonna talk to you a little bit. I'm gonna encourage you through the word. And I just thank God for just being able to sit up under such an awesome leadership that we have here at Overcomers Christian Center. And sometimes people may come in your presence and I'm gonna give you scriptures, you know, to let you know why we do what we do, why we honor our man and woman of God, why we honor the gifts that God has given unto us in this house. Because sometimes you may come across people who tell you, don't take all that. You ain't got to have no pastor. You, you know, you can stay at home and, and y'all giving y'all money to that man and that church and all they're doing is taking y'all money and the, they look at the pastor and they're they driving this and they, you know, and sometimes they don't get it. But how many of you know that we know what the word says about honoring those where honor is due? So we're going to talk a little bit. And we're going to get into the word, but we're going to let them know why we do what we do, what the word says about honoring our gifts that we have in this house here at Overcomers Christian Center. So we know our theme scripture. If you would, go with me to Philippians, the second chapter, and the fifth verse. Amen. Philippians, the second chapter in the fifth verse, and it says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. So how many of you know it starts in the mind? You gotta let this mind. You gotta want to know what the word says about being like Christ, being Christ-minded. And we know we talked about a Christ-minded church. And it says we got to let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. So I got to get your mind right today so you know why we do what we do. It starts in the mind. Because how many of you know when the enemy comes in, he comes in at the mind. He gives you those thoughts and those ideas and Things that's not like God, but how many of you know we got to let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. So we got to be Christ-minded. We got to think like Christ, talk like Christ, act like Christ. And then it goes on, and if you would, turn with me to Jeremiah 3 and 15. Let's go. Hallelujah. 
Jeremiah 3.15. I got all my little tabs. Y'all don't mind. I know, first lady. I know. I know. Yes. Hallelujah. And I know y'all know it, but let's read it. Jeremiah 3 and 15. It says, and I will give you shepherds according to my heart who will feed you with knowledge and understanding. So it says, and I, the Lord, will give you a shepherd according to my heart who will feed you with knowledge and understanding. So it already lets us know that the Lord is going to give us a shepherd after his own heart that's going to feed us with knowledge and understanding. How many of you know we got to be fed the word? We got to know what the word says. Hallelujah. And we need a shepherd to do that. So the word clearly says, I will give you shepherds according to my own heart, who will feed you with knowledge and understanding. How many of you know we can't be ignorant when it comes down to the word of God? And with that being said, if I would have to have a topic today, it would say a Christ-minded church knows the importance of a shepherd's after God's own heart. A Christ-minded church knows the importance of a shepherd after God's own heart. So we got to know the importance of what it is to have a shepherd that's going to take care of us, that's going to feed us that uncompromising word, that has a heart of Christ after God's own heart. Own heart. Because you can have a shepherd. You can have somebody but if they're not according to God's heart and they're not after God's own heart, ain't no telling what you might get. But I thank God we have a shepherd here at Overcomers Christian Center who feeds us God's uncompromising word. So we have scriptures backing that we need a shepherd. And we have scriptures backing, and I'm going to give you some more scriptures. So when you get to these people who be telling you, oh, it don't take all of that, and it'll be all right, and y'all doing too much. No, nah, we ain't doing enough. Hallelujah. And you have to let them know now nah, the, what the word says, because you don't have to go back and forth with people. All you have to do is show them what the word says. So you'll hear, you'll hear people's like, I can't believe y'all giving all that money over there and, you know, y'all hooping and hollering and pastor just getting y'all money over there and look at what they do. How many of you know you got to appreciate and not hate? How many of you know you have haters out there hating, hating on the gift? But how many of you know you have to let them know what the word says? So come on, let's get some more word. Go with me to Romans, the 10th chapter. Romans, the 10th chapter. We're going to look at the 14th first. Romans 10 and 14. Scriptures back and why we honor the gifts, why we celebrate, why we appreciate the men and women of God. It says in Romans 10 and 14, how then shall they call on him whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him on whom they have not heard? And it says, and, and how shall they hear without a preacher? So how many of you know we need a shepherd? 
The word says, again, how then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And it goes on to say, and how shall they hear without a preacher? So how many of you know we need a shepherd? In order to learn what thus says the Lord, to help us to be productive in every area of our lives. So I know I need a preacher. I need a shepherd. I got a shepherd. Amen. That teaches me the word of God. And if that ain't enough for them, let's take them to some more scriptures. Let's look at Ephesians. Oh, come on. Let's keep going. Y'all don't mind if I talk to you a little bit. All right. We're going to talk. We're going to talk a little bit. Let's go to Ephesians 4, 11, and 12. So Ephesians 4, 11, and 12. And it reads as this. Verse 11 says, And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. So, here we go again. God gave us all of the gifts that we need in the body of Christ. He gave us apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers, for the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry. How many of you know we got some work to do? And in order for me to know what work I got to do, I need a shepherd to teach me what thus saith the Lord. Because we got some work to do, saints. And it says he's going to help us to be equipped. How many of you know we need to be equipped? How many of you know we need to be empowered? How many of you need to know, um, know that we need to be taught the word of God, the right word of God, the word that lines up? I mean, because you can be taught some stuff, but we want to make sure it's in the book. So that's why we in the book. When they come and tell you, oh, you don't need no pastor. Y'all ain't got to be honoring them. They just a man, just a woman, just like we are. They put their pants on the same way. See, somebody always talking. But when you look at the word, it tells us here that we need to be equipped. We need to be empowered. Because we got work to do in the ministry. For the edifying of the body of Christ. Y'all don't mind if I talk to you a little bit, do you? Let's go a little bit farther. Look at 1 Thessalonians. Amen. Let's get there. All right. 1 Thessalonians, let's go to the fifth chapter. And we're going to look at 12 and 13. 1 Thessalonians. The fifth chapter, 12 and 13. And we urge you, brethren, to recognize. So we need to recognize those who labor among you 
and are over you in the Lord and admonished, admonished, excuse me, you, in verse 13 says, and to esteem them very highly in love for their work's sakes. Be at peace among yourselves. So it tells us that we need, it urges us, you brethren, to recognize those who labor among you. See, I recognize the work that my man and woman of God does in this ministry. And it tells us, and they are over you. So I recognize that I am a sheep, and that is my shepherd. And I honor him, and I honor them because the word tells us to. And it goes on to say in 13, and to esteem them very highly in love for their work's sakes. So we got to make sure we take care of the gifts. And it tells us very highly in love. So we got to appreciate them because they pour into us week in and week out and they give of themselves and they give of their time and they give of their families and, and we don't even know the half of it that goes on behind the scenes. But that's all right. Because we're going to honor them. We're going to celebrate them. We're going to appreciate them because the word tells us to. So when somebody comes and tells you you ain't got to do all that, it don't take all that, yeah, it does. And then some more. Oh, we got some more word backing. Come on, let's go a little bit farther. Let's look at 1 Timothy. Just a little scripture. And there's plenty more in there. But we're just going to talk a little bit. 1 Timothy 5 and 17. 1 Timothy 5 and 17 says, Let the elders who rule well be counted worthy of double honor, especially those who labor in the word and doctrine. So it says, Let the elder who rule well be counted double honor. So how many of you know that I know that my man of God, he rules well. He teaches us well because he teaches us according to the word of God. And I can see the evidence in the members, the growth, the production, the, that, we, we're, that we're growing, that we're maturing in the word of God, who labors in the word and doctrine. So he labors in the word for us. He makes sure we are being fed the uncompromising word. How many of you know that takes some work? Now, I get up here today, and I got this one sermon, and I can sit down. You know, I, uh, you know we get that together, and we, 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 we study it, and we get it together, but, and then I'm done because it's my shepherd's job to feed us with knowledge and understanding. So he got to get that message to us week in and week out, whether he wants to, whether he's feeling like it, whether he's fighting in his body, he still comes up here and he gives us the word. You know, we can sit down, but if pastor come up here and he sit down, we're going to be looking at him sideways like, what, what's going on, pastor? What word at, pastor? That's, an, that's a job. That's a job. So it says, let the elder who rule well, you know, who rules well be counted worthy of double honor. So the time that we set aside and appreciate them, 
it's deserving. They deserve it. You know, and I know we just sit aside, you know, a few days, but we have to honor them all year long. We have to appreciate the gifts that God gives us all the time. You know, yes, we should set time aside to honor them, but we should also continue to honor them all year long because we're getting fed that word that's going to keep us, that's going to sustain us, that's going to help us to be productive, that's going to help us to grow. I thank God that I need a word. Because, you know, when you go a little, uh, you can't go too long because you be acting crazy. I'll be like, oh, yeah, I need, I, I need Jesus. I need just a little more Jesus because you be done said something, like First Lady say, you don't always be right. You might say too much, might not say enough. Sometimes you don't want to be bothered. See the phone ring, you'll be like, oh, okay. I'm call them later. I don't want to be bothered with nobody. But how many of you know we got to get it right? Because you never know who's on the, on, on the other side of that call. And, and sometimes you, you, you can take a little time to yourself, but you can't always be talking about, I don't want to be bothered. Now, now we, we, got, we got to be Christ-minded. We got to be like Christ. So you can't always be talking about, I'm good by myself. Yeah, you know, but you got to go out and you got to do, because I told you we got to do some work. We got to work. The word says we got to work. Let's look at some more word. 2 Timothy 4 and 2. See, I told you we got all kind of scripture backing us why we do what we do. Why we should honor. 2 Timothy 4 and verse 2. Let me get that Y'all already there. Let me catch up. Okay. It says in verse 4 and 2, it says, Preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, exalt with all long-suffering and teaching. So, pastor got a job. He's got to preach the word. Be ready in season and out, when he feel like it, when he don't feel like it. He's got to convince. He got to rebuke us. I mean, how many of you know we don't like to be rebuked? Some of us, you know, sometimes you get a little mad when your parents or somebody get on to you, be like, now you know better. But it's his job to make sure that we are in right standing. God's going to hold him accountable for what he does concerning us. And we're going to be held accountable for what we don't do concerning him. So we got to both got a job to do. He's got to exalt with all long-suffering and teaching. And how many of you know, I, as a parent sometimes, it's just enough to raise one or two or however many kids you got. But when you look out here and you got all these souls that you got to, you held responsible for, that's a job. To make sure that they're getting fed the uncompromising word. Sometimes, you know, us as children, we hard-headed. We don't want to do what we need to do. We know what to do, but just because we don't want to, we wake up sometimes and ain't feeling it. So we be like, I ain't doing it. Pastor, I'm just going to have to wait today. I ain't doing it. How many of you know we out of the will of God? And sometimes, you know, kids, they need a little nudging. You know, they need a little help. And... How many of you know, I've been one of those kids that need a little bit more nudging than others. But I thank God that I've been saved and I've been delivered because, yeah, I was one of them. And, you know, sometimes you have to work harder 
with some, and, 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 and sometimes as a parent, you got, you may have that child, oh, they, they just, yep, and then you might have that other one like, uh-uh, I ain't doing it, just total opposite. So you have to figure out, okay, what works for this child don't work for this child. So how can I make sure that this child getting enough tension and making sure that this child getting enough tension where they be like, you got favorites. You know how I was telling them, pastor got favorites. And well, I'm always up in there. And you know, he has all of those to deal with. Some of those be like, oh yeah, pastor. And then some of them like, I ain't budging. I ain't moving. Pastor gonna have to work to get me to do something. But how many of you know that God has gifted him with that talent and abilities and the assignment to be able to take care of all of us? And I'm not saying that he's perfect, but to be able to deliver a message to us week in and week out to make sure that we are okay spiritually as well as naturally. Because I know my first family has been there for us spiritually as well as naturally. So they do things for us, you know, outside of the ministry. They do things for us inside of the ministry. But how many of you know it's available for all of us? All we have to do is take this word, apply the word, and put it into action. And the word works. And the word works. And um, I don't forgot my timer, but I'm going to keep out there. Pray for me. Let's look at one more scripture, and then we're going to go and read uh another passage. So let's go to Hebrews. I told you we got all kinds of scriptures backing why we need a shepherd, why we need to honor them, why we need to celebrate them, why we need to make sure that we are doing what the Lord has called us to do. Amen. Let's look at Hebrews 13 and verse 7. Hebrews 13 and verse 7. Now it says in verse 7, it says, Remember those who rule over you, who has spoken the word of God to you, whose faith follows, considering the outcome of their conduct. So we got to remember those who rule over you, who have spoken the word of God to you, whose faith follows, considering the outcome of their conduct. So I thank God that I remember who rules over me as the Lord rules over him and how he has spoken the word of God into me, into you, into us, how they encourage us through the word, how to feed us the word. So we got to remember the gifts that God has placed in our lives. And sometimes, you know, we forget. And we may find ourselves doing things that's not the will of God or find ourselves slacking in areas. And we need to be reminded. And that's what I'm doing today, reminding us the importance of recognizing the gift and remembering those who rule over you, who have spoken the word of God to you. I can remember how Pastor Dobbs has spoken life into me, life into dead situations. How many of you know that? I don't know. 
you know, if my pastor hadn't been there to encourage me. So as I go into this next passage, it reminded me of how God took care of me through the man of God. And when I was reading in this and I was asking God, you know, what is it that you want me to feed your people or give your people? He took me to Luke and he reminded me of the lost sheep. So if you would go with me right quickly to Luke, the 15th chapter. Because how many of you know, and as I looked at this passage, I began to weep. And I said, God, I was lost. And I needed somebody to come and get me. I needed somebody to speak life into me. So in Luke, the 15th chapter, and I'm going to look at the first verse, Luke 15, starting at 1, it says, Then all the tax collectors and the sinners drew near to him to hear him. And the Pharisees, thank you, and the scribes complained. I told you, there's always somebody got something to say, no matter what. If you do good, they got something to say. If you do bad, they got something to say. If you don't do nothing, they got something to say. People are always talking. So here Jesus is. He had been doing miracles, healing, teaching, and, and they complaining, talking about, saying, this man receives sinners and eat with them. So he spoke the parable. Jesus spoke the parable to them saying, you know, how sometimes we think we better than others. We don't forget where God brought us from. So we sometimes have a tendency to say, mm, not me. I ain't sitting over there with them. I ain't talking to them. And I said, Oh my God, you know what? We, some, we gotta meet people where they are because I was once lost and I needed somebody to come see about me. So they may not always look like you look. They may not always smell like you smell. They may not talk like you talk. But how many of you know that they gotta be taught? Cause I had to be taught. I didn't come in always looking like this. I came out and know how to talk. I didn't know how to act. But I had to get a shepherd, somebody who cared enough about me to teach me and show me my wrong and teach me the word of God so I could get cleaned up because I was lost. And Jesus spoke a parable saying, what man of you having a hundred sheep, if he loses one of them, does not leave the 99 in the wilderness and go after the one which was lost until he finds it? 
And when he finds it, he lays it up on his shoulder. See, I don't know about you, but when I was lost, I needed somebody to come and get me. And I don't know about you, but when you've been lost and you've been wandering in the wilderness, sometimes you get tired and sometimes you feel like I can't make it. And sometimes somebody may have to pick you up and carry you. And it says, and lay him on his shoulders, rejoicing. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and neighbors and saying to them, rejoice with me. For I found my sheep, which was lost. See, I don't know about you. But see, when I was lost, I needed somebody to come and see about me. See, it's going to be a time in your life that you're going to come to a fork in the road. And that fork in the road is called life. And sometimes when you get to that fork in the road, you may not know which way to go. Sometimes this way looks right. But you find yourself taking this way and it's not right. And sometimes you may get lost. You may get caught up. You may get distracted in things of the world. And you get lost. And you need somebody to come see about you. See, but I had a shepherd who loved me enough to come see about me. See, sometimes in life, we make wrong choices. And we get caught up in the wilderness. We get caught up in distraction. We get caught up in people talking in our ears and telling us things that we don't need to listen to. And sometimes as a shepherd, you know, he has a lot of sheep to take care of. And sometimes, like you say, you can be that little sheep that's curious. Or want to know what's going on. Or look over there and look at all that grass and it looks good over there. And you begin to graze somewhere you ain't got no business grazing. You begin to eat at places you ain't got no business eating. You go places you ain't got no business going, and you find yourself lost. But how many of you know that we have a shepherd that cares about those sheep, that cares about that one sheep that wanders off enough to come and see about them? When I get a phone call saying, how you doing? Or, we missed you. That's a shepherd that cares about that sheep. When you get that phone call, I ain't saw you in a while. Or you get a pastor that comes and knocks on your door because you ain't been. That's a good thing. How many of you know everybody don't have that? But we here at Overcomers Christian Center, we have leaders and shepherd, a pastor and a first family that cares about us enough to call us, to come and see about us, to continue to teach us the word of God. And I thank God for that. Because I don't know about you, but I was lost. And God had to remind me, you know, sometimes we get caught up in life. We get caught up in situations and we forget sometimes. And we have to be reminded of how good God is. And, and God just showed me, you know, when I was lost, and I know I've shared this testimony with some, but when I was lost in the enemy, and I allowed the enemy to take me to a 
dark place. And you can be fine. It only takes one incident to change things around. It only takes one situation or circumstance. And, and sometimes you think you may be strong. And it can be one incident that can just take you down a dark place. And I can remember that. And I can tell you how the enemy tried to take my life. And how the enemy tried to take my unborn child's life. But how many of you know I had a shepherd who cared enough to come see about me? Hallelujah. I had somebody who loved me enough to come and see about me. And I thank God for that because I was lost. And I tell you, that's why we have to appreciate the gift that God has given unto us in this house. Because I can remember how the enemy had played with my mind and how he made me feel like, oh, these are the enemies right here. I can remember my husband trying to come and see about me, but the closer he got, it looked like he was the enemy, so I ran. He came a little closer. I ran a little faster. Because that's how the enemy puts, wants us to, you know, think we so strong that any situation or circumstance, just like that. And I was wandering in the streets. And it was cold and it was raining. I was pregnant. I didn't have on any clothes. But a little, I had on clothes, but I didn't have any proper clothing. And as I look back, I was like, oh, my God, the enemy is trying to get me. But I was saying this was the enemy. That's how the enemy messes with your mind. But how many of you know my husband called on my shepherd, and they came to see about me? Hallelujah. I thank God because I know what it's like to be lost. Hallelujah. I know what it's like to need, know what it is like to need somebody to come and see about me. So my mom and my stepdad wind up getting me and getting me in the car. And they took me to their house because I didn't want to go home because, you know, for some reason, I feel like that was the enemy. And my husband had did anything. It was just that moment, just like that. And I can remember my pastor and my first lady coming to my mom's house and talking to me while I was laying in the bed. And my shepherd says, tell me what the enemy told you. Now tell me what the enemy told you. And I began to repeat what the enemy was telling me. And I was laying in the bed, and I don't even know if pastor don't remember all the details, but I'm telling you, you have to have a shepherd. You have to have somebody that's going to feed you, that's going to encourage you, that's going to build you back up. And as I laid there, I can remember my first lady giving me a tape, and I don't even know if she remembers. And she said, I need you to listen to this tape. And I didn't have the strength to listen to it then. And they left, and they left me with that tape. And as I laid there a couple of days in the bed, fever don't broke out in my body, wouldn't get up, 
wouldn't take a bath. I just laid there crying. And then the word of God said, enough. I could hear my pastor's voice. See, the sheep knows their pastor's voice. In the voice of a stranger, they will not follow. And I heard First Lady saying, listen to this tape. And I picked up that tape. And I told my mom, I said, I'm ready to get up. Will you run me some water? She run me bath water. I got in the bath. And I'm going to tell you how good God is. I put that tape in. And it was Bishop Jake. And he was talking. And he was talking. And it was just like it was tailored just for me. And as I began to listen to the word of God, I began to get strength. I began to get power. I began to get encouraged. But I could still hear my pastor and first lady's voice. And I said, Lord, I thank you. I thank you for having someone to come and see about me. Because as I listened to the word of God that my pastor and first lady had left me, I began to get encouraged. I began to get strengthened. I began to get empowered through the word of God. And I got up and I said, I'm ready to go home. And I said, God, thank you for just reminding me who I am in you. And I said, God, I never want to be in a place where I will allow the enemy to take me to such a dark place. But how many of you know you have to have a shepherd that's going to teach you that? Because how many of you know I have came from a place where they would have left me in that dark place and never thought about me? But when you got somebody who comes and see about you, who preaches you the word, who teaches you the word, who encourages you through the word, that's powerful. And we have to appreciate that. Because how many of you know just like the enemy comes after us, it comes after them. And we have to pray for them. We have to keep them encouraged. We have to keep them built up just like they do for us. Because the enemy comes after them even the more so. Because he knows, you know what? If I can mess with them sheep, I'm messing with the shepherd. You know, sometimes I can't move the shepherd just like I can with them sheep. But I can go after those sheep. And how many of you know, when they start messing with the body of Christ... He's messing with the man of God because he cares about us. He feeds us the uncompromising word. How many of you know, I don't want to be like the children of Israel who wander in the wilderness for 40 years before they got it together. 40 years. I don't want to wander in the wilderness that long before I repent and get things right. So I thank God that I have a man of God that teaches us, be quick to repent. Get that thing right. Study it for yourself. Get in the word and see what the word says. Don't just take my word for it, but get in the word and study the word for yourself and know what the word says. That's, empower that's powerful. I don't want to have to be wandering around in the wilderness when I don't have to be. See, sometimes we get ourselves in a situation and we don't have to. But even in that, you still got that shepherd that'll come and see about them sheep and celebrate when one repents and one comes home. And that's how it should be. We shouldn't be 
hating and jealousy and talking and murmuring and complaining. And that's why they was in the wilderness so long. How many of you know when you've been set free and then you talking about I should have stayed in bondage? See, your mindset, you got you to gotta deal with the mind. Hallelujah. You got to deal with the mind because if anybody come out of slavery and come out of being in captivity and say, I should have stayed there, murmuring, complaining, now you getting fed, you getting clothes, you, I mean, your clothes, 40 years and you still got some clothes on. I mean, come on now. But we can't keep murmuring and complaining and talking about woe is me, but we got to get that thing together. We got to be encouraged through the word, knowing that the man and woman of God has our best interests at heart. And I said, God, I thank you because I've been in the wilderness a few times, and they had to come see about me. I said, we as ministers, as leaders and teachers, we have to be taught the word of God so in turn that we know how to help somebody else. Because how many of you know when somebody helps you, you need to be helping somebody else? When somebody encourages you, you need to be encouraging somebody else. I look at Pastor Dobbs and First Lady Dobbs, and I think, oh, my goodness. I know I don't even, I, I, uh, they be on the go, and they be ministering. They show up for ball games. They show up for celebrations. They show up for birthdays. I be like, my goodness. How do they do it? I'll be like, God, I go one or two events. I'll be like, I'm done. <laughs> I'm like, that's enough for me. I'm <laughs> like, I need a nap. But I thank God that when I see them at these different events, it encourages me to know that we have a support system here at Overcomers Christian Center. It encourages me to know that the relationship that my pastor has with his pastor and then to see the the fruits of the labor and I see how we have a relationship with our pastor and it should be that way we should build a relationship because it talks about know those who labor among you so in order to know them I got to spend time with them and I got to be taught by them and I got to be encouraged by them because how many of you know a baby don't come home with instructions you got to figure that thing out once you once once <laughs> once you deliver that baby they be like here you go Mr. and Mrs., or here you go, take this baby on home, and you on your own. You know, and like I said, you have to figure it out, and you have to be taught. We have to teach our children what's right and what's wrong. They don't know. They don't know that this is hot. If you go over there, you're going to get hurt. If you do this, you're going to get burnt until they try and sometimes they, it'd be a hard lesson learned because we'd be telling them, don't do this now, don't touch that. But sometimes, I don't know about you, but sometimes the more they tell you sometimes don't do something, you'd be wanting to do it. You'd be curious, like, why, they, why we can't do this? It looked like it'd be like, do it, do it, do it. You'd be like, no. And, and, and you'd be like, hmm, why they telling us not to do that? So sometimes curiosity gets the best of us, and we be like, I'm going to just do it. I don't see what's going to happen. You know, and sometimes we find ourselves, I shouldn't have did that. I should have just listened. And I know sometimes as parents and children, sometimes we think, oh, they just don't understand. Yeah, 
We understand, and sometimes we don't see what the pastor see. Sometimes we don't know why he tells us to do X, Y, and Z. We just got to be obedient and do it and know that God has given him the instructions. We got to follow the man of God. We got to follow the woman of God. They got our best interests at heart because I know my pastor and I know my first lady. They're not going to do anything to hurt me. Not intentionally, you know what I'm saying? And sometimes it may hurt because they telling me something I don't need to do and I might not want to do it. You know, I might not want to. But as far as them making sure that we are taking care of Overcomers Christmas Center, they do that. So I thank God that we have an opportunity to honor them. I thank God that we have an opportunity to, you know, appreciate them because we should. We shouldn't make it harder for them. We are here to help them. We are here to appreciate them. We are here to take off some of the pressures that they don't have to go through. That's why they got leaders. That's why they got ministers, senior ministers. What it would be like if they had to try to do everything. That's work overload. And I got tickled because me and Aaliyah, and I'm wrapping it up, we was talking, and she was talking about, you know, getting paid salary. And I was explaining it to her how that worked. And she was like, uh-uh, that ain't right. I was like, yeah. She was like, you can just, I said, it don't work that way, honey. I agreed to this amount. So if they call me in on overtime and I'm working six days, seven days, I, I ain't, that check ain't changing. So I said, what? I said, that's what salary is, girl. And she was like, mama, you got to go to work? Yes. Tell me I said, uh, I thought you said... They don't pay you. I was like, girl. But sometimes, you know, we don't see all of what they go through. We don't know the overtime that they putting in on our behalf because we hard-headed sheep, causing people to work harder. Sometimes at work, I be like, Lord, some of these folk, is you not getting it? Is it the elevator not going all the way up? Because sometimes you be like, I don't told them. But then I think about Pastor Dobbs, and I think about First Lady, be like, I don't told them. Is they not getting it? Is they elevator not going up? They can't say that, you know. They, they might come to us, and, and like I said, First Lady is the best of smoothing things out. So when she said, you be like, you talking junk. You, you don't got me in a good way. So sweet. You be like, well, you know. And I can remember she sent me this message. And... I told First Lady, I promise, I wasn't ignoring you. She sent this little picture back with some crickets. Church, church, I said, First Lady, I stepped away for a minute. I promise you I was not ignoring you. I got back, I said, what are these crickets on my phone? What, what are these crickets on my phone for? So I was like, let me call First Lady. But that's the relationship that we have because she was talking some good talk, right? And she's like, what you think about this? And I said, when I, and when I stepped away, I said, ooh, let me get back, because first lady going to be thinking I'm ignoring her. So sure enough, when I got back, I saw those crickets. I said, what are these crickets? She was like, uh, you know what else? I was like, first lady, I promise. I just stepped away for a minute. But... I thank God for the relationship that we have that encourages us. You know, when she says, we need to do this, or pastor them say, we need to do that. I'll be like, yes, ma'am. And it's okay to, you know, be like, why you say that for a lady? What, what you talking about? You know, 
but to know if I follow their leadership, we're going to be successful. Do they always get it right? No. Do we always get it right? No. But when I look at the final results and I look at who I am today, I know it's because of this man and this woman of God. I know that I wouldn't have been at the place that I am now hadn't I followed the leadership and the teaching that they have taught for us here at Overcomers Christian Center. I would still be in a stagnated place if I hadn't, uh, you know, listened to the word of God. And I can see, I can remember, and I don't even know if Sister Wanda remembers this, when we was over at East Wilson Street, and I wasn't a member then, and she ministered a service. And I got in the line, and she was praying. She was praying. And I had been dealing with, you know, leaving my old ministry and where did God want me to be? And I was at that service that night, and I got in her prayer line. And I got there, and we was holding our hands up, and she went past me. And I was like, what? Why she skipped me? And she and as I had my hands lifted up, I began to talk to the Lord. And I began to speak in tongues and pray. And when she made her way back around to me, she said, That's why I didn't talk to you. She said, Because the Lord was dealing with you about something. And she said, He already told you the answer. And she probably don't even remember this. And she made it. And she said, you've been dealing with leaving your church. And you know where God wants you to be at. And I said, oh, my God. And I went and I did it the right way. But I've been here ever since then. And I said, God, you are so awesome. You know what we need when we don't even know what we need. You know what we need to be. You know who needs to be our shepherd. You know where we belong. And we think we belong this place or that place, but God was like, no. And I was like, oh, my God. She didn't know me, but she heard from God. And she said, that's why I didn't pray for you. That was between you and God. And then she prayed for me after it was all said and done. So I see her beautiful face over there, and I'm like, God, you just reminded me of that. So I thank God that he puts us in a place where we need to be. But I just wanted to encourage you on today to let you know that God, he has a plan for us. And he knows what's best for us. And he knows where we need to be. So when somebody comes along and they tell you it don't take all that or you ain't got to appreciate them like that or don't be giving or don't be sowing or I can't believe y'all give all that money. You set them down with these scriptures. And you, you let them know, now the word tells me I need to appreciate my man and woman of God. The word tells me I need a shepherd. I can't be just wandering around lost sheep, nowhere to go, no home. We need a home. We ain't homeless. We are not homeless. I got a home. I know where my home is. I got a physical home, but I know my home is here at Overcomers Christian Center. And I'm like, I ain't going nowhere, Lord. You're going to have to push me out of here. You know how some of they be like, won't these folk go home? Sometimes. I'm like, I got a home. I'm going to stay where I need to be at because I see the results. 
And I'm going to appreciate my pastor and first lady. And I appreciate Charity and Dion. Because how many of you know when you pastor's kids, you, they sacrifice a lot. But I look over there and I see their beautiful faces. And I, and I thank God, you know, how God just let us see them grow up in the ministry. And I'll be like, oh, my God. God, you are so good. And me and my husband, and I'm closing it out. Me and my husband was talking about the relationship that pastor has with kids. And I said, I used to be so nervous looking for Aaliyah. Because she would go in there with pastor, and she would tell it all. I said, she has been that way ever since she was little. She is not low. I mean, she is going to tell on you. She is going to tell it all. And Pastor would be just, just loving it, eating it up. And he still does that today with all the kids. They'll go in there. He got this little candy basket in there. And you never know what information he's going to give them. She would go in there. He said, yeah, I know how you be dancing at home. Leah don't say, my mom be dancing like this. And Leah don't want to dance. I think, I don't even remember Pastor Dobbs saying that. I remember... Leo was little, and I think he said, yeah, she's in here. I said, oh, my God, oh, my God, what she don't say? What she don't say? Well, he said, she already don't tell me my shirt was ugly. I said, oh, no. And then I would get, Leah, Leah's in the sanctuary. I said, oh, my God. I told them I'm not responsible. And I can remember, I can remember working with Miss Linda, the event decor, and she said that we were supposed to be stuffing candy for a parade, but her and Leah was in there eating the candy. And so when we all came in there, Leah said, Miss Linda in here eating that candy. Ain't told on herself. But I was like, we got such an awesome relationship. Because how many people know that everybody ain't going to let their kids go up in the pastor's office and just hang out? But I thank God because I see the results in them now as they grow up, that they can have that relationship with their pastors. So I just wanted to encourage you on today to just continue to have a Christ mind church knowing the importance of a shepherd after God's own heart. We got to know the importance of that. Because if you don't know how important it is to have a shepherd, you're not going to be able to appreciate them the way they need to be appreciated. Because sometimes when you get a gift and you don't appreciate it, you'll just toss it to the side. But we got to appreciate our gifts. So I thank God for you just listening to me and me encouraging you through the word. But... I just want you to remember, I was lost, and I needed somebody to come get me and come see about me, and they did. So I encourage you to know that you have a shepherd that cares about you. So appreciate the gift. Appreciate what they do for us in the ministry, because everybody don't have that. But we are blessed. We pray that you have been blessed and inspired by today's message. We'd love to hear from you. Please send your prayer request and testimonies to our website at occvr.org. That's occvr.org. We would like to invite you to partner with us as we share the gospel all around the world. Just go to our website at occvr.org. Click on the Give button to give online. Or you can utilize text to give Text GIVE to the number 770-692-2225. That's 770-692-2225.
5. Join us on our YouTube channel, subscribe to our podcast, and connect with us on social media. We also invite you to join us in a live service. We're located at 3097 South Van Wert Road in Villarica, Georgia. Visit our website for more details at occvr.org. Until next time, remember, without a vision, the people perish. See you next time for more Heaven Bound with Pastor Richard D. Dobbs of Overcomers Christian Center in Villarica, Georgia.